Welcome, everybody. You are watching, perhaps listening, Hot Sauce Sports. Pease looks like he's frozen. He is frozen. He's actually not on. I actually think he dropped right at the beginning, which makes it so much funnier because he probably tried to be like, how do I see what it is? And then he crashed his computer. Look at that. Look at that. He looks like... It looks like a uh, like a, a a LinkedIn profile picture from someone taking a selfie. No, no. What it looks like is as if like he was a, he was he was watching porn. He was jerking off, and it, and then his wife walked in, and he's quickly trying to close the, the screen. Mm. <laughs> That's what it looks like. That does sound about right to me. <laughs> See, nailed it. Well, anyway, this is hot sauce. This is not sauce for work. I am Terry Tam, and I have uh, my beautiful colleague next to me, the graphite graphicist Duke. How's it going, buddy? What's up, boys? We're glad to be back. It's been a long time. Oh, for sure. And we have uh, Eagle at Master Control as usual. Hellos, hellos. I guess I'll be filling in as the third co-host while our main host is uh, away from keyboard. Uh, you just got to do what you got to do. You know, you don't even have to jump in. I'll take over. So, uh, Are you sure that's a good idea, though? Because they already host so. one show. I and it's two like... shows today. This is my third show that I'm going to host. And then that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you know, don't, don't hurt your back trying to carry the rest of the shows is what I'm saying. I fucking I've hurt my back trying to carry, carry you guys for the last fucking three years. Hey oh, that's crickets. Wow. All right. wow. I mean, let me let me put my laughing emoji here. Is this gonna come off screen? I yeah. Know. Also, I have I have a handeries thing on my screen. Is that show? <laughs> I, I don't know how the fuck Skype works. By the way. Okay, we don't need to know. I don't know why Eagle uses this ancient thing. Um, because it's easy for me to for, for me to grab your camera angles, love and I'm no, a lazy fuck, and I do the uh, easiest okay, thing Eagle, I could possibly we do. We love you no matter what. Eagle, you Hello? do what you got to do. Peas, we already started the show. Welcome to the show. Awesome. How's it going, guys? <laughs> <laughs> we started it. We roasted you for a couple minutes, and then uh, I was just about to get to the housekeeping, so it's all yours. All right, well, thanks for leaving me the super boring part of the show, Terry. Um, <laughs> hey, Duke, nice to see What's you, up? man. What's up, man? No, uh, no, yeah, hey. so just so you guys know, uh, in case you haven't been to our site yet, uh, Matt McKenzie has his AW Dynamite preview. Uh, Dave Bruno, he talked about the Glazer family and whether or not they can win a double championship, having won already with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, now, can they repeat, sort of, in a different sport uh, with Manchester United? Terry, you had a Super Bowl article out, I read. It was pretty awesome uh, because, again, this is definitely a Super Bowl to remember, right? We, we, we did witness here history, so uh, definitely a fun one to watch. And I actually wrote an article regarding the situation surrounding Rajon Tromplin. So lots of great stuff out this week. Where can uh, they Terry, find what's that, going piece? on with Weekly Sauce? Where can they find that piece, all that information? Oh, all that information is at www.hotsaucesports.ca. All the sports, all the hot, all the time. On Weekly Sauce this week, we had um, we just finished recording, actually. We had Ben Cahoon, legend. Oh, cool. Yeah, That's ben awesome. Cahoon, yeah, Ben Cahoon's a great guy. Uh, we love to have him on, and he gave us a couple of good stories. So it's uh, it's going to come out Saturday morning. I'm pumped yeah, it's out. exciting. As always, coming out this weekend. Uh, so if you like the things we do, uh, we have a lot of different shows. We got some hockey, fantasy hockey. Uh, you know, weekly sauce covers a variety of topics. We go off the rails on a weekly basis as well. So if you sort of like the comedy aspect, there's there's our show. Um, we want to offer a variety of things to a variety of people. Uh, so to get all those updates, remember to like, subscribe, listen, give us money. We all just want money. We all just um, want the money. Send money. Boys, I, uh, I had an interesting night last night. I uh, was up late. Uh, couldn't sleep. That's my new reality. Uh, not awesome. But uh, while I couldn't sleep, I decided to throw on an episode of The Office, um, as, as one does. And it was the episode that was uh, the, the dinner. Oh, that's the best episode. Oh, that's the oh, best the episode. Yeah, Absolutely yeah, yeah. the best. Absolutely the best. No, no, no it's the, the Gabagool. It's the one where they, they invite everyone over for dinner, and then... Uh, oh, the dinner party. Jan, yeah, Jan, the, the, the Hunter's soundtrack and the whole thing, and then the... TV the gets dented. He has a small, yeah. the, the small plasma TV. Yeah, it took him like four it's hours incredible. to install the broken, yeah. the broken, uh, the broken uh, patio door. Yeah, the um, the, the low key best thing I always laugh at in that episode, and it's weird because it's not one of the funniest things. But um, next to that that small TV, he has this really really long awkward coffee table, which is basically like a little a little plaque on like these four long pieces of wood and he's like i think this is oak <laughs> <laughs> yeah it looks like something i would have built um 
it, it feels like a, a turning point for that show, right? Like that's that's kind of where like the office kind of hit next level, got a whole bunch of recognition. It got me thinking about sort of the awkward dinner dates or awkward, you know, like nights out or whatever. And I want to know if you guys had any stories. I'll start one off. Um, and then, you know, I'll give you guys some time to think about yours. I was still living at home with my parents. And I was dating someone who lived down the street. And uh, so I show up at her, you know, they're doing a big thing for, I want to say, I don't know, Easter or some shit. Um, they're doing this big thing for Easter. And um, they had made this, like, big plate of, like, pasta with Alfredo sauce. I am highly lactose intolerant, but I just... Oh, yeah, that, that shit's in you right there. That's what? diarrhea town. That's oh, yeah. diarrhea so town. I'm like, you know, I don't want to say anything because I just started dating this girl. I don't want to be difficult or anything. So I basically sit down and I slam down as much of this pastel fredo as I can as quickly as possible. Then I sort of wipe my mouth off and said, hey, um, I got this really nice bottle of wine, but I forgot it at home. I, I really, I got to go get it. And everyone's like, no, 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 we got plenty of wine. I'm like, oh, no, no, I promise this one's the best. Yeah. I race home, kick the door open. My mom comes freaking out because she thought someone broke into the house. I run into the washroom, shit my brains out. Come out of the washroom and was like, so liquor store's closed. Uh, Pops, I, I, need a, I need a really expensive bottle of wine because I said I was going to go pick it up at the house and I don't have one. So uh, can I get that off your hands? And, um, for someone, I don't ever, I don't ever get, um, I don't ever get embarrassed, but sort of like that feeling of doing something I knew I wasn't supposed to like, like discipline, disappearing so I could shit. That was ultimately embarrassing. Uh, and it's a story that like, I don't think she ever knew most people in my life have never heard this story, but I was ultimately, ultimately embarrassed by the idea that I had to slam this pasta down to go take a shit. Yeah, Alfredo sauce is insane, man. I mean, I don't know who whoever fucking eats that and gets away with it. Like I mean, that Alfredo sauce, is... you you don't you don't order Alfredo sauce when you go to a restaurant, and when you're at someone's house, you know you have to take a modium before you fucking eat Alfredo Why sauce. Order and if you go Alfredo to someone, sauce before a restaurant, Why and if you go to someone's house, if you go to someone's house and and they didn't tell you that there's Alfredo sauce, that's a fucking crime. Why See, wouldn't you? That order was my at thing. A restaurant is my question. Because it's gonna just. You don't want you don't want to be doing it at a in in a, in a restaurant bathroom, man. I don't care. I should anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we know. See, you if do. I was peas in that scenario, I would have shot at the house. Like I don't give a fuck. Just in the middle of the dinner table. No, I would have went to the bathroom. And be like, I've got to take a shit. And I was just like, it's what it's it's what the bathroom is there for. Yeah, but it's just it's that kind of shit where everyone like it reverberates through the everyone house. Knows. Right? Like everyone knows. You're pushing out you're pushing out water and air, so all you hear throughout the house is the the echoes of your now hollowed out intestine. Now nah, you see, you see, it's because you're doing it wrong. What you got to do is, when you go on the bowl, you got to spread your ass cheeks as you sit down. Or so that way, you guys have you're that just stool you can shit up so you can shit better. Yeah, the squatty potty. I don't have one, but squatty my brother has one, and it's fucking good, man. It works. Yeah, yeah it works. You got to use it. I gotta look it up. Uh, you guys got? Do, do you have one? Not really. I, I, well, it, not, not that I had any awkward dinner party, but like it was just. It's mostly like uh, once I I made a um, I had my whole all my in laws and all the kids over and everything, and I made this insanely insane. This is when I was first learning how to cook, and I didn't understand how spicy things were, and I just made this dish super insanely spicy, and uh, all I can remember is just people like tearing up while eating, you know, like it's just um, but nothing nothing ever really embarrassing. I once made a lasagna and fucked it up and had to redo it like <laughs> literally the day of. Uh, that was more of an expensive uh, dinner more than anything else, you know. I, I don't have but, any. I don't have any embarrassing dinner party stories or like double date stories. I can't think of anything. I've I've been at a party like a dinner party where a couple broke up there. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, we want to know about that. You gotta yeah, tell us give us that, that story. Well, I don't know why they broke up. They just got into like this massive argument, and then it was um, it was a friend of mine. We were at his cousin's house party. And it was like a dinner party style. We were adults, so it wasn't like beer and chugging and stuff. And then all of a sudden, they just get into this fight. And she's like, I'm, and I, we don't know who this girl is. Like, we never really met her that much. And she just, I don't know where she just says, fuck this shit, I'm out. And she just runs away. And then he told us, he she leaves the house. <laughs> he chased her. And then he comes back. He's like, yeah, we're done. And that was pretty much it. It was the first time we all met her. I don't know what it is. I don't know. We, we you, never uh, even... 
I never got the full do story. You remember, do you remember what, what course you were on? Were you like on the entree? Were you at like the, on the uh, it was the... It wasn't like a sit-down dinner party. It was like a house party, but like it was catered, you know? So it wasn't really like... I guess it was. It was just a house party. <laughs> it was a fancy so, but, house party. But like, um, were there other people there, or was it just you and and your date, just sort no, of standing like in 12, the corner like with like red Dixie there. cups? No, I was alone. But there was like twelve people there. Okay. Yeah. I think the uh, the worst one or worst story that I've had is my friend invites me over for dinner. Great, nice guy, and someone I know really well. Not a big deal. I go over. And he's like, uh, all right, uh, let's just, let's get in the car. I'm like, why, where are we going? Well, we got to go to the grocery store. We got to figure out what we're having for dinner. Oh, so I'm cooking is what you're saying. You're not inviting me over for dinner. You're inviting me over to cook for you. Oh, that actually That's reminds me. That's so fucked up. Why that actually reminds me. That? that actually reminds me. What happened was we, we were going to a party and the person tells us like on the way there, it was my friend Alex's ex-girlfriend at the time. And on the way there... He tells us, she tells us, yeah, you guys have to bring your own meat. So we have to go buy our own steak, and then Uh, the person there cooks it for you. What? We used to have, actually, Duke, I don't know if you remember this. It was a bargain day. We used to have parties. Like, when we didn't have money, we used to have parties called You Kill It, I Grill It. So we'd have, like, big house parties for, like, 50 people. And it's like, bring whatever you want. I'll throw it on the grill. But I just, I can't afford to feed 50 people. I fucking miss parties, man. It's well, just the thing insane. is, you can afford to feed 50 people. If you're going to a house party that has 50 people or a barbecue, don't assume that you're going to get prime rib. You're going to get yeah, hot dogs, cool. chips, and yeah, I was going to say, buy a gigantic pack of sausages and some buns. You're yeah, done. Yeah, fuck that shit. Costco. I don't know if I, if I was that. if I was inviting Eagle to a party, I I would expect him to be Mr. Moneybags. Come on. Yeah, Eagle Actually, I, got, I got an embarrassing Eagle one. I got an embarrassing <laughs> Eagle story. No, this isn't embarrassing. You set me up for this one. So, this is not my fault. <laughs> I told Eagle, like, hey, dude, you want to come over and have a couple of beers? He's like, yeah, sure, man. And so he shows up, and I had, it was like a, a party at my old condo with like 20 people. And Eagle shows up, obviously not expecting that many people, with like a six-pack of beers. Like, I don't know if the beers were smaller size than normal, but they look so small just because of the inconsequential nature of carrying six beers into a giant house party. I can actually like, I can actually clarify this. It was a six pack of Grolsch because you okay. liked those bottles specifically because you wouldn't actually like the beer. You would empty them and then use them for De La Roca beers. So I was like, oh, I'm yeah. going to be smart and bring you six more bottles. And I walk in the door to 20 people staring at me as I'm holding this little tiny cart in my hand. And my first yeah. thought was, I'll be right back. <laughs> I, I will. I will say. I will say that in our situation, totally understandable. Obviously, when you come to a DR party, you gotta have more than six. But there's some parties, man, where if you don't really know what the people are like, a six pack is the way to go because not everyone's yeah, a fucking mood. Good point. Yeah, and you, you get know? a six pack well, of like say, an obscure like, beer that people might know, might not know. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys stand on this? So Duke, Duke had a thing with another group of friends um, where when. We would um, we would go to their parties. Everyone only drank what they brought. So like yes. I've always been the type where you come to my party, you bring in beers, you bring in wine, you bring in hard liquor, whatever you bring. It's a is community effort. Shared. It's a community effort. Exactly. Yeah. So I always found that super weird, super weird in like a, in a party setting. Uh, I I'm the type of guy where if. When you have a party, it's like, yeah, where do I put the beer? In that cooler. Everybody's in that cooler. So yeah, if, exactly. I, if I brought Stella's and I see a Rolling Rock there, I might want to grab the Rolling Rock. You know what I mean? Like, that's just that's what it is. I mean, I wouldn't buy Rolling Rock. I'm not a terrorist. But, like, yeah. you know, I, yeah, I would probably I would, pick something else up. These uh, these, these people that Peace was, talk, was talking about, I mean, it was a long time ago. It was the college days. And, like, I remember once taking another guy's beer and they're like, what are you doing? This is my beer. And I, I, I think that's when I realized I'm like, I gotta I gotta I gotta have new friends, man. <laughs> that's my beer. Why'd you why did you put it in the communal jug there? That's what Fucking that's exactly it. Why don't you shake take this beer and shove it up your asshole, you prick? Are you guys Listen, still friends with I that mean, guy? Or no? No, we don't know whose don't. asshole went into, but we got a jam packed show today. We got yeah, a lot so- of stuff. We just we're done with the Super Bowl, right? Like we're dealing with sort of that Super Bowl hangover. Our bodies are just sort of giving out because, man, you know, like there's so much to do during the football season, so much betting, so much fantasy. And now all we got left is the news. 
Ah, uh, uh, Terry is the news. What about Dave? No, he just oh, he doesn't get news. I love how Duke's back though. I, I don't like news, but yeah, I'm gonna be back too, man. It's nice. It's yeah? nice. Yeah, yeah. I won't lie. I won't lie. Want a bang or what? <laughs> no, I wouldn't bang. You wouldn't you have a, fuck you have me. Uh, probably a dirty, a dirty butthole. Probably fuck. You wouldn't fuck me. I just said you have a dirty butthole. Why would I? Okay, fuck but you? what if your asshole's clean? Because I'm not taking it. No, it's de- it's definitely not, and that's also the problem. But so, I don't care. Two dirty buttholes. I just, just I got this thrown in my face because, you know, obvious reasons. Such is life. <laughs> Such is life. Guys, life can't be crazier than it is <laughs> for Rob Gronkowski coming back uh, with Tom Brady, um, and then. Some some news came out that apparently he's not allowed near the Super Bowl uh, trophy, the Vince Lombardi trophy. Um, this came out. I thought this this was pretty funny. Eagle uh, played and when I he touched can. the Lombardi trophy yet. Uh, but it would be pretty cool just to even see it. You know, I just saw it from about 30 yards away yesterday. Uh, but I have not touched it yet, and uh, hopefully I get to soon. I haven't. E- and he did today. He actually had to save it from falling into the Tampa Bay Marina because Brady threw it at him from one boat to another at their Super Bowl celebration party. Then that thing would sink, man. If like it's, it's no, no, it wouldn't sink. What's wait, 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 what's it made out of? I'm gonna look this up. It's made, made out, out of, of like silver? titanium. Does titanium sink or swim? It's also Duke, like I need you to calculate pounds. the density of the Super Bowl trophy. It's also the it's also like 40 pounds. It's going right down. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. The uh it's not I will say like you got to trust you got to trust Brady's accuracy after what we saw uh at the Super Bowl. You got to trust his accuracy to simply throw a trophy from one boat to the next, right? Absolutely. I mean, and, did you see the one where he kind of like he tossed it to like a, I don't know who it was. I guess they might have been fans or something. I don't know who it was, but like one boat to another. It wasn't Gronk. But there was one scene where Gronk is like on the side of the boat and he's like hammered and he's holding it up in the air. It's classic. Gronk is fucking, he's a treasure, man. He's a national treasure, that guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it was kind of cool. Uh, honestly, I spent my whole life rooting against Tom Brady. But it was kind of hard in this one because, A, we got to witness, obviously, history and watching Tom Brady win the seventh, but also in the way that he brought... (laughs) Yeah, that one. Yeah. Is that Scotty Miller? Who's that? It's just just insane. I love how it's Brady. You see all the videos of him get hammered, too? Yeah. We posted some on hot sauce, but like they, he's fucking hammered, and I love it because you never see Brady like kind of let loose. You know, you always see him; he's always doing the right thing, saying the right thing, and now he's just good old boy, and he's I think he's just there. It might be his last hurrah, I say. All right, so listen, I'm pretty bad at math, I'm pretty bad at calculation. So number one, nice. Nice. would you guys, what do you guys predict is the total weight of this of the Vince Lombardi? Forty-five pounds. pounds. It's seven pounds. What? Now, I'm kind of uh, it's seven pounds. I'm kind of stupid, but four point fifty one grams per milliliter, right? That's that that that's the the, the average density of, of titanium. So do I calculate seven pounds by four point fifty one eggs? I don't know. Yeah, if it's, is, it, is it hollow though? Is the question, or is it, it like is a hollow, pure? Piece? I don't know if it's made in titanium. It, it, or not, Dave. I was fucking Eagle. Confused. You're misunderstanding. We need Duke to calculate density <laughs> times weight to give us a new measurement. Yeah. So, it's very important uh, that we need to know this. Duke, please, please tell us. What um what what the the density times weight is of the Super Bowl trophy? Science hour uh, with Duke. So it's made of sterling silver, by the way. Sterling. So silver. far, my, my my calculation is uh fourteen thousand three hundred nineteen uh milliliters of what? Yeah. Milliliters is a uh, measurement. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna go with 14, 14 G's, man. That, that's 14 that, that's density. Of, fourteen G's of titanium silver. Well, the good news is, depending how polluted that water is, um, si- silver will float in mercury. So There might be a lot of mercury in the Tampa Bay Marine, that's for sure. If the bay is in retrograde, you know that that's uh, floating to the top. Absolutely. Well, I love it, man. I like seeing these guys like this. It's good. It's it's, yeah, it's different. It's, it's different. funny because, like, you know, we all, we, all, we all know Gronk partied and stuff in New England, but 
we never really saw like Brady kind of you know like let loose. He was always like the CEO in New England, right? This yeah. just seemed like a guy having fun for the first time in his life. He's hammered. Like a hammered, hammered, not just regular hammered, hammered, hammered. And I think Pease froze again, so Pease is gone. No, but it's 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 true. It's true in a way that it's, <laughs> it's true in a way that we've we've never seen we've never really seen Brady cut loose ever. And the closest we ever saw was him kissing his son on the lips. I think that's the closest we ever got to it. That's not him cutting so, loose. That's him having a moment with his son. Like everybody hates on him for that. I'm not a hater of like just his son no, giving him a peck on the lips. That's a lot. But that's the last time I ever saw him do anything that wasn't. Football related, that wasn't branding related, that was something natural, something organic. You and know even I mean? while yeah. hammered, he's still like the most corporate guy ever. Guys, yeah. I have a I have a question for you though. Who like you go out for a party, right? Tom Brady goes out, he brings his supermodel wife Giselle Butchin with him. They both have a drink. When they go home at night, who's like the aggressive one in that relationship? The one that's like, Oh, I'm drunk and let's just bang, and the other one's like can't perform essentially. Like which oh, one's guaranteed Giselle is the aggressor. Guaranteed. Yeah. She ties him down. Yeah, hundred no, percent. I think Giselle... she gets mad at him. I think she's like, I can't believe you ate strawberries today. You will sleep in the forty third bedroom. It's like, no, but wait I till I tell Doctor Guerrero. <laughs> I guarantee Giselle like ties him down, calls him a little bitch, slaps him around a bit, and that's what gets him going. Fuck. Yeah. And also, Eeks, it's just like it's bunching, not bunching. Keep it up. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Peace, your uh, mic's well, your like, mic's pretty low, Peace. It's fun to see. It's fun to see them having a good time. Uh the the, the coaching staff had a great time too. I, I there's there's this clip that I saw. Um there was after the game, a reporter asked the question to who he thought was Todd Bowles. Here's Byron Leftwich's answer. Wait, I don't have it yet. It's coming. Nice. Production value right there. Extra slow so that Eagle could bring up the clip. Yet it Clip takes me a little not. bit of time. Production was never our strong suit at Hot Sauce Sports. Never, never ever, ever. Graphics, ever. number one. We need better producers. Up, Blogs, number two. Saga, just shut Mahomes down, shut that high-powered offense down. What was your guys' number one goal going into that game? Just had Mahomes down. I think you got the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. It's unbelievable. Eagle, Eagle, we can't hear it though, but I know the fans can hear it, but we can't hear it. Let me uh, let me see what I can. I know what it, I know what it is though, but because I can. You know what it is. You know what it is. You know what it is. Go go with it. it. Go with it. I'm just saying, going forward, I would like to hear some of these clips. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. It makes it easier for us to react. Yeah. Wow, that was an amazing clip we just heard. Fuck! Wait, holy shit! Side to, to shut Mahomes down, shut that high-powered offensive down. What was your guys's number one goal going into that game? Shut Pat Mahomes down. I think you got the wrong guy. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. That was Todd. That was the- oh, man. <laughs> that laugh from the reporter. Uh, fuck, you know what that laugh is, eh? That's, uh, that's the, oh, uh, Christ, I'm oh, going to be on Twitter. Fuck. I'm going to get fired. I'm never going to be able to do the NFL. This no, not even fired. You just, you know, you're going to be the meme of the, of the day, you know? like that's He the- got taken <laughs> off of Super Bowl duty so fast after that right there. How do you not that's, know who you're talking to? That's like meeting a girl's family and eating pasta alfredo right there. Also, like Byron Leftwich played in the NFL for a long time. Like a lot of people talk about him as of being like the next best coach coming up. Mm-hmm. Like he's the next guy, right? So you should know what Byron Leftwich, who Byron, what Byron Leftwich looks like. I he's mean, another thing. Be, the two guys Todd Bowles, Bowles out of a lineup, but I know who Byron Leftwich is. Todd Bowles and By- and and uh, and Byron Leftwich look nothing alike. Right. They have one characteristic that's similar. It's the fact that they're both black. And, like, that's the thing. Where it's like, I don't think the reporter, you know, made that mistake. The guy's probably just tired. There's a lot of stuff going on. Long he probably told, like, was told, hey, go ask that question, Todd Bowles. Went in the wrong line. And then, like, you know, it is what it is. And it's just that it's still horribly embarrassing. I love hearing the reporter's laugh compared to Byron Leftwich's laugh. Byron Leftwich's laugh is, like, the confident, like, oh, man, you suck at your job. I just won the Super Bowl. And the reporter's laugh is like, wow, this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> I'm never um, going to be able to cover whatever Byron Leftwich, whoever Byron Leftwich coaches after this. I, I, my, my memory of, of Byron Leftwich, I don't know about you guys, but it's him in college breaking both legs and being mm-hmm. carried down the field by two offensive linemen to go complete a, another pass. I don't know if, yeah. if that rings a bell. I don't think it was in college. It's very big. It was in, in NFL, NFL, no? 
I'm going to say call. I'll look it up, but I'm going to say call. I feel like it was in the NFL. But you know what? If I was that report, I would have doubled down. I would have been like, are you sure you're not Todd Bowles? <laughs> like what? You don't know what your team does on defense? Like what a fucking You want to be a head defense. coach? And then you write like a mean blog. I can't believe the coach didn't know what they did. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> Breaking news. Byron Leftwich hates Todd Bowles. Yeah, exactly. Breaking <laughs> news. Byron Leftwich had no idea what the game plan was to knock down uh, uh, Pat Mahomes. Is there communication issues in, Br- in Bruce Arians' locker room? That's what I would have written. Yeah, yeah, no, d- definitely. It happened in college. It happened at Marshall. Marshall, okay, yeah, it's true. You're right. I was, was gonna in a regular. And- I didn't real. I didn't know that he went there. I, I, I but I don't know why yeah, I had Marshall. I had, I had no idea he went to Marshall, man. That's 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 nuts. You know who else yeah, went to Marshall? Did you did you enjoy the game, Terry? Um, listen, it's football, so I enjoyed watching it, but. It was just tough to watch. Tough to watch how Pat Mahomes was literally by himself. Yeah, like it was like, really hard to watch. Two of the best throws I've ever seen in NFL football history were made in that game by Pat Mahomes. They were both incompletions. Yeah, off the face. Of off the, the face of the receiver. Like, had it just stuck in the helmet, it would have been perfect. You know what Absolutely. I mean? It, um, it was hard. It was hard to watch. Like, I I, I respect Pat Mahomes a lot. I think. What? How is that hard to watch? That's the best thing in the world. It was hard to, to watch, see a guy get, get annihilated. This, oh, it's, it, that, that's the best part about it. You get to watch the snarkiest team in the NFL. You get to watch one of the worst teams in the NFL, the ugliest jersey in the NFL, the, the worst franchise ever just Ooh. get completely destroyed. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's a wonderful the thing. Have the I wish jerseys in the NFL. Oh, God. Are you kidding have me? You seen Ketchup and have you seen oh. the Jaguars? Have you seen the Colts? Basically, ah. the entire NFC, AFC, North, AFC South, that entire division. Uh, worst jerseys of all time. All four of them. Terry, Terry, they all look one, like Madden there, generated jerseys. There's one statistic for you on this. How many teams in the NFL remind you of fucking hot dogs? The Chiefs. Well, they're sponsored by Heinz. Fair counterpoint, Terry. I think you lost this one. Is Heinz Field Pittsburgh? Mm, good point. <laughs> that's, that's Pittsburgh. That's Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, that hot dog grilled grill too long. And, and why is it a bad thing? The Steelers would be the number one team. Also, why is it a bad? Right? Why is it a bad thing to be to to think about hot dogs when I'm watching football? I don't know. That's true. I think the problem is you, Duke. That's what I'm thinking right now. The um, I think you should get back Eddie to. Reed, you should get back please. to like, canceling some fucking. Not canceling. You should get back to doing some graphics. I, I like that. I like that Duke just said that the uh, Chiefs are the worst organization in football. <laughs> um, yet, to Pat Mahomes as starting quarterback just lost after three seasons his 10th game yeah he's only lost 10 games in the nfl and he's been to the super bowl twice you, you want to hear a fun stat on that though of those 10 games three of them he's lost to tom brady that's a shame. really <laughs> yeah. oh that's true actually yeah it's a real shame it's a crying shame well i think one of the things we thought we, two of we them were this thought, year yeah they were one of the few things we forgot. One of the things we forgot about the, the the game of football is how important the offensive line is, and we saw how dominant that Tampa Bay front four is. We also forgot that Vita Vea was on the Bucks and is like the fourth guy on that on that defensive line, which is absolutely insane. Um, it was honestly, I was expecting to come into this game and all of the money I put on all the things. You would assume I was cheering Chiefs, but when it became clear that I was not making any money in the Super Bowl. I was actually kind of happy for Brady. I was kind of happy to be Same. witnessing this, to, to be seeing a guy compete at his level at his age. I thought it was just, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a fun, fun story, fun night. Yeah, and, and you said it before. I wrote it in my blog, and I think that we, we all need to remember the Super Bowl because it's like we're going to be 30 years from now, and there's going to be a guy named Joe Johnson, okay? And, he's gonna, and your son is going to – yeah, your son is going to tell you, hey, Dad, Joe Johnson's the best quarterback of all time. He won three Super Bowls in a row. Well, let me tell you something. There was a guy named Tom Brady that mm-hmm. had the smallest dick energy you've ever seen in your life. But somehow he won seven Super Bowls. Oh, uh, yeah, but back then it wasn't as hard. Go fuck yourself. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm going to tell my son. Listen, son, go fuck yourself. You have no idea what football is. I um... And that son, his name is probably going to be Noah. <laughs> it's funny you brought up Joe Johnson. I'm I'm looking up online. It's it's the uh, it's that dude that played for uh, played for the Suns, the Hawks. I don't know if you yeah, remember. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, like, of no kid, you're dumb. <laughs> Joe Johnson used to play basketball for the Hawks. It's the most it's the most like basic name I can think of. It's amazing. 
You're like Joe Johnson, the the guy who was deadly from exactly 18 feet, but then couldn't take a step back and hit a three-pointer. That Joe Johnson? That guy, yeah, that guy. He's the um, best quarterback of all time, according to my uh, shit song. Last thing before we move on from this, um, I just want to mention Brady went through Mahomes, arguably the one of the better quarterbacks this year. Rodgers, the MVP winner. Breeze, uh, in his last year, essentially, he retired because of this. So basically, like the best quarterbacks in the league. You know who gave him the most trouble? Tyler Chad Heineke. Heineke or Tyler Heineke from the Washington Football Team. Their defense was the hardest defense the Bucks played this entire year, and the one that Brady struggled against the most. Can you imagine? Well, Washington was like I, ranked second this year in de- on defense, right? Yeah, yeah, they did. They had got, one of the best extension from that game. So you know, good on him, uh, boys. The the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Uh, under the ownership of Mark Cuban, decided that they were no longer going to play the national anthem uh, before before games. It was then decided. It was then announced today by Adam Silver in the NBA that the national anthem was going to be played at all games. And Mark Cuban had an actually an interesting response. He said, "Listen, it's important to us that even if you know we can't continue to do it, even if the league has decided we got to be uniform in our stance." Um, we just wanted people to know that you know there are people out there who are suffering. There are people in pain, and we want them to know that we acknowledge them. And and I thought that was just a really nice sentiment. I thought it was like, this is all anyone's ever asking for is just listen. And I thought it was pretty cool. What are your thoughts, Terry? Just, I mean, I think that it's it's there's two spectrums here, right? So there's going to be the people that say. Oh, they're scared of public backlash because they don't want the people that are going to kneel to get ripped on. Or it's going to be the other way and they're going to say – or they don't want the people that still stand to the national anthem like, or like that don't, don't support whatever movement they're talking about. And I think that what Mark Cuban did – and Mark Cuban is like one of the most progressive guys in, in the world. And I think that what Mark Cuban did is he took all that shit away. He's like, there's no fans. Like, why the fuck do we have to do the national anthem? It's stupid anyway. I have always thought it was dumb as shit. Like, the, why do you have to sing a national anthem? Why do I have to say, oh, Canada, that Montreal Canadiens game? I mean, it, it's weird. It's Montreal weird Canadiens. It's weird that I'm asking that question. But still, you know, like, why do I have to sing, oh, Canada? It well, when you go to the sense. movie theater, when you go yeah. to the movie theater, when you turn on Netflix, there isn't there isn't a Pledge of Allegiance, right? There isn't a national anthem. Like, I, it's a weird thing to do ahead of a, a sporting event. Duke, when I saw this, the first thing I thought of was like, well, it, it's two sides. Like one side is like, what? How dare you not play the national anthem? But then also when Colin Kaepernick knelt, like that was also not the right way. So like there still isn't a right way. You just have to not take it away from people apparently. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think that, you know, when I did hear about this, um, like with most cases that, uh, of these kind of situations that happen, I always try to look at it twofold. And and the one thing that I worry about more than anything else is like when you make a blanket decision like this, you know, you're basically deciding for all of your players what they will and will not do. And I do understand the points that you guys are making at the same time. But what if you're a player that actually wants to hear the national anthem at the beginning of every game? What if, what if that's something that inspires you at the beginning of your game? I know I'm that sure, we, I'm we, sure it was a team tend- decision, though. Duke. Yeah, but well, dude, well, think with this way, right? If you're if you're in the locker room and you're changing and you have your Bose headset headset on or whatever sponsor has paid you to listen to their product on their head, you're not listening to the national anthem. You're listening to some, I don't know, some rock, some pop music, well, some rap, R and B, some like metal. I, like you're I not said, listening to the national just, anthem. Just like what I said, which was maybe a generalization for what the players may want. I believe that that statement also is also generalization where we just expect players to be robots and not, not necessarily want to care about, not robots, but they, they, they might not necessarily like be patient to the national anthem, but there's a lot of players that really do love that, love to hear it every game. It inspires them. It, it, but I also want to say, I want to bring up one other thing before I go, before I finish. Um, the Dallas Stars also, just before our podcast, came out with their own statement saying that uh, we're going to be playing the national anthem at the beginning of every game. I don't know if you guys we're saw that. We're going to play it twice. <laughs> Like, what, what, like, no one asked you for that opinion. You're saying that to a, to a crowd that's, like, maybe 99% white. Like, you know, it's, it's, the most, it's, it's, it's the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. I, I, do, I do understand, I do understand the, the um, you know, I, I do understand what Mark Cuban's doing. I do understand the reasons for it. But at the same time, I, I, I just, I, just I, I feel like 
that it's a very important, important kind of tradition that might not be necessarily important to us as a bunch of Canadian guys, but I, I could just imagine there's a lot of people that would want to hear it at the beginning of every game. So, you know, when did the season start? How many games in are we? We're like 13 games in-ish? About that. Well, Let's say. Talk- I mean, some teams haven't played like anything because of we're the talking about it protocols, now. but yeah. We're talking about it now, and they've been doing it all season. That's how, that's how, how little of importance this thing has. If it was so important, we would have been talking about it forever. Yeah, the only no, reason not, the only reason it was brought up yeah. was because it was the first game that they allowed people into the stadium. Exactly. Uh, they they allowed fifteen hundred healthcare workers, and it was the first because, like, again, I can imagine the ridiculousness of standing to attention for the national anthem that nobody else is there to listen to. Like, it kind of takes away from that moment, right? So, uh, I guess that that's kind of where that came from, guys. The the the, the report on uh, Kobe Bryant's death. Uh, has now come out. Kobe Bryant and, of course, all the other the, the six other uh, victims in in the helicopter uh, crash. They're actually labeling it specifically as a crash, not an accident. Um, they're saying the the NTSB, who I guess is the body that investigates such things, is saying that the helicopter pilot did not follow proper training and flew dangerously into poorly visible areas. This instantly reminded me uh, when I was reading the details on this of the the John F. Kennedy Jr. death, where he flew uh, a small plane uh, inadvisably in, 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 you know, foggy and and, um, cloudy conditions where experienced pilots, experienced commercial airline pilots were saying that they wouldn't have flown their commercial flights through that weather. Uh, It kind of seems the same way. One of the reports I read was that the the pilot could no longer tell down from up that's how thick the, the the fog and clouds were. Yeah, oh, it, it was. It, it's definitely a combination of things because I remember when it originally happened that um, that number one, the area where he was flying in was very dangerous in general, and it was just generally not advised. And I remember hearing a lot of reports at that time with a lot a lot of people that 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 uh, fly helicopters and uh, and pilots that were saying that like the visibility was really bad for that type of uh, for that type of day, and there were a lot of advisories about about um like that it being a very risky type of environment or des- very risky type of uh climate to to be flying in you know so uh, I, i'm gonna um, drop some science on you guys on this yeah so first off the ntsb is the national transportation safety board they're the government agency that regulates all this stuff and to exactly what you're saying most helicopters fly in what's called vfr rules which is visual f- flight rules so normally when you're flying a helicopter you see where you're going the moment you start getting into cloudy areas, you have to rely entirely on the instrumentation. So altitude, the directions, all that type of stuff. And because of the mountainous ranges in California and the fact that the pilot was flying very low to try and save time uh, in terms of the, the flight pattern, essentially, he was really, really, really pushing the boundaries. And most people, like I said, don't fly using only instrumentation. He got lost, and that's how he spiraled out of control. He should have stopped. He should have gone to uh, a I don't know, any place that he could have essentially landed some type of helipad and be like, sorry, man, you're going to have to drive the rest of the way. I can't do this, right? It's too dangerous. And he just didn't. I don't know. I don't know if maybe someone said, hey, man, I'll pay you more if you get me there on time. If he thought he could do it, it just, it's something I don't you normally would anything. Do. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to speculate. That's a lot of speculation. Listen, There's a mistake I, that was made and a bunch of people died. That's really what it came down to. That's exactly it, Eagle. I love I love Eagle's snark by the way of like I'm gonna drop some science. By that he means he Googled shit because he's our producer and that's his job. Yeah. Thank you, Eagle, for doing your it. job. Yeah. How many of you man. knew what that yeah, was before VFR. I said it? We don't yeah, know. I, I, I knew what the NTSB was. I interned at the NTSB one time. They trusted you with people's safety? No, no, I was just there. I just answered the phone. You just had some hot dogs in background, thinking of the Chiefs, you know. Yeah. You the huge terrible jersey. I was confusing Byron Leftwich with Todd Bowles. <laughs> uh, there's been there was uh, you know that 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 death obviously happened last year, boys. But um, that's back before. I don't know if you remember this. That was like the first terrible thing that happened in 2020, and then the world broke open, as, as it turns out. But uh, uh, the 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 world experienced some loss. Uh, the sports world specifically experienced some loss. Uh, Pedro Gomez's death broke during the Super Bowl. Um, as a growing up as a baseball fan, Pedro Gomez was a sort of like a voice of my childhood, and it was just kind of cool. Like I remember, uh, I, I and like for me, like I'm a white guy, right? But it kind of felt cool to see uh, Pedro Gomez and see like, oh, this is a guy who doesn't look like everybody else. Like I remember even as a kid being like, 
hey, it's kind of cool. Like this guy is not just an old guy with old white guy with white hair, you know. And he when he passed, he was like an aging brown guy with white hair. But he was one of the first ones in that space, and he was kind of a pioneer for uh, a lot of uh, reporters and minority reporters that came after him. And he'll probably never get the rec- the, the recognition that for that that he deserves. One things I will say is. Having read about him over the past couple of days, I can't, and I know people sort of aggrandize uh, people that just passed away, but you can't find anyone who has anything negative to say about Pedro Gomez. I mean, he was also 58 years old, which makes it extremely sad, you know? Yeah. I mean, when you, when you, when you see it, when you, when you would see him and stuff, you wouldn't expect him to be that young in a way, you know? Yeah, he and, was uh, like It's just super sad. And, and I, I haven't seen any cause of death. I have no idea what happened. Obviously, that's not important in this situation, but. Um, it's just, it's really shocking, you know, and uh, definitely an elite, an elite journalist. Well, he was in the, he was, he had votes for the Hall of Fame. Like he's one of the, he's one of the, like the most respected journalists in baseball. And I think that, and when he says something, a lot of people listen, he was, he, he was good, man. He's one of the few like journalists where like, if I see him, baseball journalists, where I see him, I'm like, that's Pedro Gomez. You know, like I kind of, I yeah. knew who he was. Or, well, but like, that, that's part of the thing though, Terry is yeah. like. He doesn't look like the rest of the guys, yeah. right? Like that's that's and and that was the especially at the time that he started. This is this is a guy. He's called twenty five World Series, right? Like f- considering the time that he started in his career, that's that's absolutely impressive. Um, so it was cool to see how much he was honored. The opposite, of course, is true uh, of the Washington Post's bizarre obituary about Marty Schottenheimer, essentially saying um, coach of teams that wilted. In in the NFL, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, in the I playoffs. saw that. Marty what Schottenheimer fuck, passed away at 77. Uh, Terry, you sent us this article. So, what were your thoughts upon seeing this? I I think that it's just so. It's just the, it's the climate that we live in. You know what I mean? Where it's just clickbait, clickbait. Everybody's clickbait. I know because I fucking do it. Like my titles and all my blogs are. You need to open this. But you don't have to write something stupid on somebody's obituary to, for them to open it. Yeah. Like what is his what is his losing record have to do with the fact that he died? What is the fact that he sucked in the playoffs? Yeah, have to we, do just, with him we dying? just it's it's unfortunate because when I saw that it reminded me so much about all the things I hate about the media nowadays where and like and, and glad I'm glad to say that a lot of times when we write our articles and whatnot, when we when we release content, like we're not always looking for the clickbait. You know, like we like a lot of what we built in this network and a lot of what we built at Hot Sauce Sports is not so much about trying to get clicks. You know, just for, you know, you post a shitty title. Like, I think one thing that I love about what we do is that we all take ownership of what we make and we all, we're all prideful of what we do. But when I saw that, it, it, it saddened me because it's like, you know, what was the point of that? I mean, you, you like, it's like you said, Terry, there's so many other ways you could have, that, that they could have posted this article. But unfortunately, this is the state of journalism nowadays. It's just like, how do we get the most amount of clicks? And you're willing to so sell your soul. Where, where I would disagree, that. where I would disagree is I actually don't think that. Of the Washington Post, I'm actually uh, I subscribe to three American newspapers. I subscribe to the Miami Herald, the Washington Post, and the New York Times. I believe that news is important, and there are three newspapers I respect a ton of. I was remarkably disappointed to see that. Super title. disappointing. But the thing is, like the people writing the obituaries aren't journalists. They are people who write obituaries. They people who write features. They're not. They're not actual reporters and journalists. Those are safe to do, you know, important work to dig up important work. And the problem with this is, is exactly Duke is 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 what you're what you're getting from it. All the people who distrust the mainstream media, right? Like, like me. This doesn't do anything to help that. All this does no, is, not at is all. push that narrative, which you know, largely when it comes to these these big publications that are still important, that are still necessary as a form of checks and balances, that goes out the window when you post something like this. And this represents your entire newspaper. If we would have posted something like that, I would have lost my shit. If, if I, I yeah. don't want to say who, but if Alex the intern would have posted that, <laughs> I would have lost my shit. Yeah. I, I do have a somewhat of a hot take here. As an obituary, oh. clearly not the correct way to write it, right? It's supposed to be like an in-memoriam of their life, kind of explain what they did yeah. and that type of stuff. But had there been an op-ed piece saying something along the lines of, he died and he's left behind a legacy that's awful as an op-ed and not as an obituary, I think we would have been treating this a little bit differently. Well, well like, he's two the... different things, right? Who's, who's, the, who's that actor that died recently? Um, Christopher Plummer. 
Right. So it's as if someone said, Christopher Plummer, uh, dude that died, he uh, came out with movies that nobody knows anymore. You know, like it would have been to that extent, like to write something so defamatory. To, so no, that's not even a word. Defamatory? Inflammatory. Inflammatory. He died? Yeah. Mega inflammatory. Yeah, yeah but it's just like, it's like died, saying, yeah. it's like Christopher Plummer died and nobody fucking cares about his movies anymore. Like well, that's Christopher Plummer, man who never plumbed, dies. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe call yourself Christopher Actor. Like yeah, it's that level, that level. Uh, boys, we got no way this week. It was, it was a Super Bowl week, so we said, you know what? Uh, let's focus in on some of the stories. We had a ton of stories this week. We're gonna go to rapid fire when we come back. Uh, until then, do remember to like, subscribe, watch everything we do. If not, we will put something in your shower. And we're back. Wow, that was an excellent interview that we didn't have this week. But uh, again, we have tons of tons of content. Um, remember to check us out at www.hotsauceports.ca. For now, though, Eagle, it is time for rapid fire. Let's do it. All right, we got Club Vid. Nick uh, Kirigos. Did I pronounce that right, uh, Terry? You're Kyrgios. the Greek here. Kirigos. Kirigos. Calls out uh, Novak Djokovic at the Australian Open. Open, geez, in this Open. clip from his <laughs> press conference. Jesus Christ. Um, Novak is. Um, you know, hell, heck of a tennis player, but I, 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 unfortunately, as someone that's partying with his shirt off during a global pandemic, I don't know if uh, I can take any slack from that, man. Like, that's as bad as it gets for me. Okay, Bill, this guy. last question. Thank you. I love this guy. That was good. We li- we- is he done? Is he done talking to this fucking guy? Please, Bill. Bill, you're on mute. Come on, Billy. Get in here. You're very straight. I love how he then talks up his own answer at the end. That's so amazing. Yeah, he was his own hype man. It, it was the best part of the video for me. I saw that. I, I look. I like Nikirios because he's got some personality. Uh, he's kind of a kind of a jerk, but that kind of works for me. Um, no, but it's an it's a it's an ongoing thing. It's like it, he, he has one note. He has one note. Yeah, That's asshole. It. It's the only thing that we know about him. There's a reason why he's ranked 47th. In, in, in the world, he is a loser. He's a loser. That's all he is. Question. Just personality. So like, is, here, is, Duke. is the issue Don't that he's partying? Like that. Is the issue that he's partying shirtless? Like, is he is he shirtless but like wearing a mask? Is it like worse when he's got a shirt on but no mask? Or when is Nick Kyrgios the the voice of reason? You know? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, exactly. I should expect anything anything more than someone who's who's ranked lower than. Uh, Humbert and Senego. Like, I don't even know who these guys are. Well, first of all, Humbert and Senego are fucking sick tennis players. They're, they're two different guys. Yeah, Next. Tennis players. Uh, you're fired. Former U.S. President Donald Trump has resigned from the Screen Actors Guild and the AFTRA AFTRA. I don't know what that stands for. I can Google it. Uh, after being banned from the unions for life. So essentially, you can fire me. I quit. Uh, he asserts that the union has, quote, done little for their membership and, quote, promoted dangerous and un-American policies and ideas. So he did the ultimate, like, in the movies that we see, you can't fire me because I quit, one of those things. Yeah. Straight yeah. Up. It's classic. Classic Trump. I believe uh, Eagle, act, uh, it's uh, after is actors for testicles, rectums, and anuses. So, so I don't think that's true. It's the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, but close enough. So. When he gets impeached after the trials are over, he's gonna be like, "Yeah, whatever. I was gonna, I wasn't gonna run again anyway, so it doesn't matter." <laughs> I'm never, I wasn't president anyway, so yeah, yeah. But like, so really I see this, and, and the first thing that came to my mind was, yes, obviously, you know, Hollywood's promoting all these, uh, all these un-American ideas, you know, like perhaps you know, storming the Capitol. Oh no! Wait, that was somebody else. Um, no, like it's the ultimate. You got you didn't get invited to the party, man. Like it doesn't it doesn't mean that you you know you, you're turning it down. You, nobody wanted you there. Um, and my favorite thing though is he's talking about his career. he's like, listen, I did all these things. I was in Home Alone too. I was in and and all the movies he was in were all sequels. I only realized that because of his letter. And then he's like. Oh, and also one of the greatest television shows in 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 history, The Apprentice. I'm like, reality really? Show. Reality show? Yeah. That's what you're hanging your head on? Reality? It's TV? not even the best reality show. Uh, well, Sorry? season one was pretty sweet. Season one was pretty amazing. I'll take Survivor uh, season one over Apprentice um, season one any day of the week. That shit was fucking fire. I, I've never I, I seen wonder. Survivor, and I've never seen Big Brother. 
I wonder if I'm not, this I'm not a big. Uh, I wonder I'm not if a this big uh, reality show guy from, myself. I wonder if this would stop him from being like uh, casted in other movies and shows. Maybe that's probably what it is. Is it? Are they already already banning him from readmission because this would limit his exposure to the public? No, uh, they 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 condemning his his uh, inciting of violence at the Capitol. No, I get and that, but such... I'm saying by 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 them doing that, is it stopping him from? From acting in another movie, or yeah, because you have to be yeah, registered to with be, him in order to act, essentially, yeah, in anything produced. Part of the, the SAG. In any, in any, in any or guild it. movies and, and shows, basically. Which what is was basically can everything. Can we bring him on to Hot Sauce? <laughs> sure. If John he wants Lou, to. Followed by Donald Trump. Speaking Next of week. people we can bring on remotely, Fat Cat, uh, a lawyer who was attending remote legal proceedings, found himself in a quite bizarre situation in that he didn't know how to disable a filter. You have a filter turned on in the video <laughs> settings. Uh, you might want to... Uh, uh, we're trying to... We're tr can you hear me, Judge? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, in the it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, I'm prepared to go His assistant's probably it. older than him. That's, but... I'm here live. It's not. I'm not a cat. <laughs> I can. I can see that. Japan, I believe you have a. I'm not a cat. I'm not a cat. Is the single greatest comedic dismount of all time. I love. I love a few things about this. I love for, for those just listening to the show. It's it's a dude who's a lawyer who's taking part in legal proceedings. His he has a filter where he's a cat on the screen. My favorite things is his eyes just look so cute. It, it looks so adorable. I can't help. I want to hug him. I just want to hug the lawyer. Unbelievable. I, unbelievable. I just love how the legal stuff is. He's like, I'm prepared to proceed. I'm not a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Who recorded it, though? That's the best part. It, you know what the worst part is? It's even tag saying, you know, you prohibit from recording this, but someone did it anyway. <laughs> That's just so fucking funny. <laughs> All right, uh, Jim Boogers. Jim Boheim is caught snacking on his own boogers. Uh, very delicious over here. I love how he has a mask, but he has taken it off specifically for this purpose. The middle finger fucking... Okay, so what is, what is this? Like, what did he get with that? And it looks like he just licks his finger. Why do people do this? Why do people do this? Terry, it's you know what it is. It's like if you've ever fingered your asshole. If if you've never done it before, then you wouldn't know what the pleasure is in doing it. Listen, so. I mean, listen. I I mean, I think I think I could speak for us for all of us here <laughs> when I could say we've taken dumps, wiped our ass, maybe scratched our asshole, and then smelt it. Let that slip in. Whoops, whoopsie. That smelt it, but I've never taken a booger out of my mouth, out of my nose, and put it in my mouth. That's yeah. Putting it in your mouth is where where you draw the line. To be honest, I saw this, Terry, and. Jim Boheim, he's Getting just dirty he falls into the category of coaches to me that all kind of look the same. Like there, there's about thirty coaches in in uh, American college football and basketball that are absolutely interchangeable to me. I wouldn't know the difference if you put me in a room with them. He's one of those Jim, guys. Jim Boheim and uh, the guy from North Carolina. All right. Yeah. Jim Boheim, Jim Boheim, Jim Calhoun, and uh, Steve Mac. Not Steve McNamara. What's the guy from uh, from North Carolina? Are we talking about basketball or football? Basketball. Yeah. Basketball. Steve. Not Roy Steve. Williams, bro. Roy Williams. That's Williams. it. Roy Williams, Roy Jim Williams. Bayham, and Jim Calhoun. Those are the three guys. They all look the same. Yeah. I just don't understand why people are so disgusted with picking your nose, man. I mean, we all pick our nose. Yeah. Just the middle yeah, finger yeah, makes I mean, it. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten oh, some okay. nice ones. I think like those dry ones on the inside of the wall here. You just ah, kind of rip it out, but you flush it. Hey, yeah. do you guys feel like as you're getting older, you get more snot stuck to the wall of your nose? Uh, it's ne it never stops. No, for no. me, it's like only it, when it it's never very dry and cold outside. Now it's that all that I happens. got. Every morning, it takes like a half hour to get like the like the to dig in there. Yeah, when I get just jammed on the walls. Yeah, yeah, like those hard ones. Yeah, but how good of a feeling it is when it comes out. Though. Oh, it's the greatest. Best I weep. Blood. I just I weep blood. uncontrollably. <laughs> all right, next. I'm, get, I'm getting dirty looks here. So sunshine <laughs> in a bag. Um, I mean, I've never done that. Duke, this is probably for you. You have a lot of yeah, stupid but ideas, but have you ever I really do. paid the price for doing one of them? In this the case, price. a woman has put Gorilla Glue in her hair and oh, had yeah. to have it cut oh, out in a very vicious way. Every day trying to 
softened up. It kind of yeah, feels like it up. may have softened up a bit. And we're gonna no why would you put to... this? We have some on here already. There's but no doctor that wants to take care of this because this they, they don't want to have the lawsuit possibility if anything goes wrong. But why would she put... Have you ever used Gorilla Glue? Yeah, no, yeah, it was it's really strong. It's so strong, and it's like you know what it is? she wouldn't yeah, even have enough time to put it all in her hair because it dries so quickly. It's because there's a hairspray brand in the states that has a gorilla on it, and and it's very very similar design wise. And this is actually something that I, when whenever I teach design and stuff, I often tell my students, I'm like, make sure people know, like, make sure you know if you're gonna come up with a brand. That looks like an energy an energy drink. It needs to be an energy drink and not like uh, you know like like a cleaning a cleaning uh, cleaning product. Because sometimes people just grab things without looking at what it is. What it would apparently, be. apparently she's like she's like verified on Instagram or Twitter. So people are even more mad about that. Like how can somebody that's verified make this mistake? Because people are stupid, verified or not. I will say, guys, I'm getting dangerously close because my hair is getting long and uncontrollable. I, I've been looking at the glue. I've been looking at it saying, you know what? Maybe it's time. Maybe I just, I need to bring it all in, bring it all in, keep this together because, uh, man, with, with barbershop's clothes, it was, it was a rough time. That's the first thing that came to my mind is maybe, maybe she's onto something. And last topic for today, Billy is going to eat your lunch. Uh, at this year's Rough and Rowdy, which is Barstool's boxing pay-per-view event, part of my take intern, Billy Football, dominated Jose Canseco within five seconds, who seemingly looked unprepared and then took a dive uh, after earning over a million dollars for that particular fight. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, this is what it generally looks like, getting your ass beat. <laughs> we don't have a video? Uh, I don't think we do actually. Let me. See it's been hard it. to get the video because Barstool's been taking them down. Barstool takes it down for yeah. real. If anything, yeah. for them, it looks yeah, yeah. better for them to keep it up. Yeah, because well, nobody's, uh, nobody's gonna go buy it after it's done. Yeah, I believe you, you've I seen this it. the same thing with their fights where they don't. With you their bought it. Yeah, Post fights bucks. after, yeah. <laughs> you're you're yeah. at that point in your life where you're buying rough and rough. I get it because it's noted sports <laughs> Oh no, there was actually two fights that we that night. There was bare knuckle boxing and there was that. Oh, hold on, I think I found it. I think I found it. I think I found it. Hold on, let's see if we can do this. It was a dive. Like I don't care what it was. Time to watch the whole fight, though, Eagle. It's forty-two seconds. Yeah, it's no idea what to expect right here. See, he looks so rigidy. I know. Here we go, boys. Man, Billy Football coming right at him. Oh no, Billy Football on the attack. Yes, Billy. But Jose actually weathered that. He actually never hits him in the face, except for when he's on the ground. And he starts blaming his shoulder. He said that three four months before, even though he accepted the fight three weeks ago. Like, it's just the whole thing. He, he, he begged them to get pay-per-view points. He got the pay-per-view points. Like, it's such a whole scam. It was clearly such a money grab for him. Like, he made it was a quick million dollars that Jose Canseco made. Wait, Terry, are you suggesting that someone who led a Bigfoot hunt through the desert of Nevada... He's responsible. Bigfoot and UFOs, by the way, because apparently they all hang out. Uh, yeah, all together. Saying that that he's out and trying to scam people—that's that's what you believe. Jose Canseco is is not. Tr you think he's not trustworthy? The man who says he turned down Madonna and the man who knows about all the steroid usage, even though he's the he's innocent. If we if we can't trust Jose Canseco, then who can we trust? Literally yeah. everyone else. And that's it for this week, boys. Boys, that was awesome. Duke, it was good to have you back, man. We missed having you on the show. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, I'll be Eagle, back. I'll be back. Don't worry about thank it. Thank you for all the work you've done. For those who have uh, liked, who have subscribed, thank you for your patronage. Please continue to do so. Also, spread the word. Every person that you convince uh, to, to, to like and to subscribe to us will give you $5 worth of benefits in your lifetime. I don't know if that's true or not, but I believe that to be the case. Uh, thank you, Terry, for all the stuff you've done. And most of all, thank you all for letting me be myself. I take back all the you negative things I said about my future sports. son named Noah. Fine, I said them. Chief's jersey looks like hot dogs. <laughs>